Hi, everybody. This is Jacqueline Kitzman with Awaken Tarot, and I'm just really excited. Um, the guest I have today is I'm like one of the first people I met via the Instagram community. Uh, I think you're really, really going to love her. Um, thank you all so much, first of all, for the love and the kind words. I get messages to my inbox every day, um, which is like the love and support. It's it floors me every single time I get like a new message that says, we like your podcast. And then I cry for 10 hours, but Aww. it's fine. <laughs> so that all you heard was the amazing Steph from readings and rituals on Instagram. Steph, can you, and she also has like the funnest that I'm going to let her talk about it. She has like the funnest little gift for us to get to listen to. I get to see it, but you all don't. So yes. <laughs> Hi. Hi, I'm Steph from readings and rituals. And what I have today um, I have a fun little cup from Tea with Karen, and I thought what we'd do is i kind of sip on this while we're talking and moving through everything, and then at the end, we'll give it a little reading and see what we do. So we'll do like a live tea read, which is something I don't offer like for my services, um, but I thought it would be fun to do because it's what I do with my friends, and this is just a bunch of girls, just two ladies gabbing like girlfriends, so that's what we're going to do. It would be like if you were sitting at my kitchen table, um, yeah. and you had a cup of tea. And then we just talked about what we saw in it. So we'll just do that at the end. I love doing that. I, I have, I've tried to do that with tea because Gabriel actually makes teas. Um, oh, and, yeah. yeah. And so like, we'll start and then look at it in the end. And I always feel like I'm like, oh, look, that's a dragon. And that is a clown with a twisty face. And Gabe's like, I don't think this is how tea readings work. <laughs> well, I mean, it can work that way. But the cool thing about these cups is that there are symbols inside the cups. Like um, when I look down... I can see a crossroads, an anchor, a sun, a, a man, a flower. So it's kind of, it's almost like a Lee Normand type, yeah. uh, type thing. So like where the, where the herbs land on the little symbols is how you read this little guy. So it's, it's great for beginners. That's really fun. I'm excited. I'm going to have to look up to you with Karen. Yeah, uh, she's pretty cool. And I'm, shameless plug, like I don't even think she like knows who I am at all, but I just love her cups. And she's from like Australia. So that was fun getting, getting, Post from Australia. That was really cool. That was a great accent. Can Steph, can you tell everybody what exactly you do? Because I have to tell you guys, like, I order the most amazing oils from Steph. I've gotten to, and actually I meant to bring it in here, but I also, she sells tiny penises. I have a tiny, yes. like, I have tiny little crystal penises um, that I actually, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that I use. I'm not going to tell you all how I use it. That's I'm okay. not personal. It's too small for that stuff. Please save me and tell them what you do with your store. So what I do, I do a whole bunch of different things. Like I, um, so the services, services I offer to the public, um, I do readings, I do spell work, I do either like a loose mentorship or more um, structured, what I like to call the apprenticeship. But really like for me, it's just, it, I, I'm really led by spirit or led by my intuition. So like I started making oils because that's what, that's what came to me. So, I mean, right now I have an Etsy shop that's filled with witchy items. Like I, I pour my own candles I make my own incense blends. Um, and I offer readings, but usually in the winter I slow down on in the readings cause that's, that's really my time to recharge and I have to embrace that. Um, or, or it's just a whole disaster autoimmune wise. Um, so during the winter time, I don't do as much readings, but I still do the spell work. And um, I'll do my readings on Instagram. So really, like, I, I like to call myself a witch of all trades. Like, I, I will kitchen witch it up. Um, I, I can be out in the dirt. You know, I'm, I'm with my crystals. So, and that's the fun thing about witchcraft is we really don't have to label ourselves. 
you're right. And you're deeply connected to your like ancestral heritage, like witchcraft, right? You're yes. Italian, Italian. Yes. Yes. Italian. So, right. So it's Italian and English, but really, so it's funny. I had a reading done by someone and they said, you know, your ancestors on your other side, your English side are kind of myth with you because you're not communicating with them as much. You're not, you're not venerating them as much or you're not like, I was like, Oh man. All right. So let me get some Druids and some British stuff. And cause that's where I started a million years ago. So where I started, um, <laughs> I was, I was 13 years old and my dad took my brother and I to like a comic book store and I saw, oh, I used to have them up here. I should have gotten them. Um, and I saw these things like a tarot cards cause you know, I, I pronounced it. Tarot. I just talked, I was, I tweeted something just the other day and I was like, how many of y'all pronounce tarot like carrot? Like this is the second time I'm mentioning it on this podcast, but, but I, <laughs> I feel like, like, I, like I, I want to learn how to read tarot cards. So my dad's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. I'll get you. That's fine. You know, he was, he, anyway, he, that, he was like, whatever they're cards, they can't hurt you. Um, so I was doing them for myself and then I would read tarot cards at college, which was a whole weird situation. Um, cause we had like some weird spiritual activity when that happened, which was odd. Oh God, that's a whole nother podcast, but you'll have to come back on on Halloween and get, we'll have to do like spooky stories with Steph. Well, like spooky, spooky tarot. And, um, the reason I don't do Ouija boards anymore. I do have a Ouija board that my husband likes when I use, but I usually communicate through cards and pendulum. Well, I mean, I was great. I was way too young. You know, I was just playing around with my friends and that was enough. For, and, and anyway, yeah, another one for another day. But all that kind of stuff really just exploded in my mind. And I'm like, and I've always been into witchcraft. I've always been collecting the books. Like I was that chick in the 90s in the mall, in the, in the mall, because <laughs> there was no um, Amazon. And, yeah. and we were collecting books from the bookstore and I was back in the witchy section. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm getting my witch books, which was fun because I went to Catholic school, but whatever. Catholicism is all ritual. Well, I mean, it really is. It's, it's a lot of ritual. I mean, tell me, Catholics believe the blood of Christ, or it turns into, the wine turns into the blood of Christ. Trans somethingification, I forget. That's, I'm bad Catholic right now. But um, that's magic. But, yeah, you know. So I think my roots probably were a lot of Catholicism, but honestly... I really do what I feel. And that's the fun thing about, about the, the witchcraft realm is as long as you're mindful of spirit and you're mindful of other people and you're not like throwing curses at everybody all the time, which is a <laughs> whole other conversation altogether. I mean, I love the curse, but you have to, the person has yeah. to really deserve it. So yeah, I mean, that's my journey has been interesting. Um, last year I did the witches retreat with the conjure goddess who was so much fun. Um, and that was, that was a cool, really cool sister bonding type experience. Um, so it was a bunch of girls coming together. So that was interesting. And that involved my craft in a lot of other ways too. Cause I'd never been to Louisiana or that far South. It's so beautiful there. Yeah. It I was really cool. Where you are. I've never been into the Northeast and I have this like driving passion to get myself up there. So I can like, I'd love to like visit you and I'd love I, to go to Massachusetts. And so yeah, anytime you're, you, we have an airbag with your name on it. Dogs are welcome. Um, we have our cozy little cottage here in Delaware. So, um, any, any time, but yeah, I, uh, I love my little neck of the woods. Throughout the course of this podcast, I just really need you all to know that this is the second or third drink I have seen Steph pick up on your side of the camera. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like to stay, I like to stay, uh, hydrated. It's super dry here today. Like it's like windy, like hundred acre wood. Um, and I'm trying to like drink this tea all fast, but then also like, not choke on little bits of tea because it's it's tea that's just floating around because I want to read it later. So it's a whole fun thing that's happening over here. 
It's so fun. I'm so happy. Like, cause we've talked a lot, but like getting to see you're like, but I like, that's the weirdest thing about in like social media, right? Like I know what you look like. I've seen pictures and we've texted and messaged, but I've never yes. seen to talk to you via like, this is zoom, but basically FaceTime. It's right. exciting. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Like this is a lot of fun. Like I, I, I got my whole little thing ready. I have my incense burning. I'm like, I'm going to create a whole vibe. My husband's on the other room with the dogs um, keeping them quiet. So if you hear dogs barking, that's, that's just part of my life. <laughs> we, we've got Rue, so if you hear whining. So I'm going to shuffle here and pull a card for us to talk about today. Excellent. And then what deck are you using today? I'm, as usual, using the Smith Rider Waite. <laughs> so I, so this is a Rider Waite style, but this is, and I'll show it to you, this is the Aquarius Tarot, and this is by a really, uh, trippy lady named Dawn Aquarius and that's her Instagram name is she's and these are indie cards so I love a good indie card I mean I also I kept I brought this one it's the five cent tarot it, it's from this is Madam oh my gosh Madam Clara I really like indie decks I'm really into indie decks yeah so I figured I'd pull two I'd pull those two and we and talk about them I think that is perfect are you ready to hear what card we're working with today yes ma'am okay it is Queen of Wands. Ooh. Like, that's a Steph card. Yeah. I'm an Aries, so that is Queen of Fire. Absolutely. Yes, fire. yes. And also, I have to tell you, like, I love the Aquarius here. I don't have it, and I love a good indie deck, too. But I, re I remember you were posting it a while ago when you first got it, and I was like, Steph, I love this deck, and I went to go get it, and it was sold out, and then I forgot about it. So now, like, as soon as this she is over, I'm going to be, like, digging it back up. Well, she, so she's on Instagram and she does printings. Like I think right now she's in the fifth printing. So if you aren't, if she doesn't have them available, get on the wait list. So okay. she, so you'll be, oh, there's the lovers. That's one of my favorite cards. I'm just looking for it. This is a well shuffled deck. Here's queen of swords. This is a well shuffled deck, but yeah, whenever I see, so queen of, up oh, here she is, queen of wands. Whoa. So here's, here's my queen of wands. So it's very oh. similar it's yes. just, a, it's like a, what is it, a sixties version. So one of the things that I love about court cards is that we're not just working with one element. We're working with two and the queen of wands, we're working with water because queens align with the element of water and fire because wands correlate with, as you said earlier, fire. And I love this aspect of opposites, right? Like how do we make this pure magic happen between fire and water where it's not just where one in the other, like they're not putting each other out. They're working together to create these like magic and life and sunflowers. And, yep. um, she's this, she, I just said she, but they are this beacon, like an oasis in a desert, this like well where there's not supposed to be water and life. And it's such a beautiful thing to me. How do you like, cause like, I have to be honest with you when I think about you, like you do, Oh, you're stirring your tea. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I just, I just flipped the cup. Uh, and then we're just going to leave it right like that. And we'll pick it up at the end. Actually, I should do it like this. All right, cool. So it, it'll be ready when we're ready for it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. But yeah, so for you remind me of the queen of wands, like the magic that you do is so entirely powerful. And I've held things that you've made for me in my hand. And I'm always just like, this is like from like oils to that very tiny, like amethyst penis that you sent me. And I just really do put a lot of energy into stuff. And so queen of wands for me. So, you know, I know that she's not queen of pentacles, but for me, she's a very financially stable person. Um, and when I look at the elements of fire and water together, you want to be careful. You don't get so upset. You turn yourself into steam and you're up in smoke. 
Um, so when I see this sort of reading, it really depends on what we're reading. Um, but it, for me, it's very much a positive card. It's very much a, a woman who knows what she's doing, a woman who's creating. I also think that we have, um, see, mine has a little black cat right in the front. Yeah. I'm not, you do too. And so do you ever consider that like a, I always think of Isis. I always think of the goddess Isis. Okay, listen to me right now. I love Isis so much. There was some FBI agent, like, I fucking knew it! But no, it's like... Uh, <laughs> you got me. You got me on my, on my podcast about witchcraft. Um, no, I, I love that so much because when I, I, that's the, that is the deity I work with. And when I pull this card, it's very often like, okay, because I'm a very queen of cups person, um, which relates to the high priestess, which also correlates to Isis. So when I pull the queen of wands, it's definitely asking me, and when I pull it, to step more into that like ferocious magic mode where I'm not just like intuitive and like behind the scenes and like divining stuff because I'm very comfortable in that third eye crown space of like yeah. letting, like knowing things when I pull the queen of wands, it's like, okay, now you have to literally step into this magician-esque kind of place and start doing the magic yeah. rather than just like letting it all kind of filter through you. And so that cat there is definitely like kind of this like pull to like back into like, you know, Egyptian type magic, which is what I'm very familiar with. Yeah. And so, and I, I totally agree. And, when you, and even if you look at these, like on the other sides of my card, I have two lions um, so there again is that feline element. And then you have lions up here as well. Again, with the, a lot of the feline element. And I feel like you probably do too on your rider weight. Yeah. And I think that that, I mean, again, with the sunflowers, that's that, that's that fire element. That's that sun. That's that August time. So sometimes when I'll see this card, this will be my indicator for like a time. People always ask me, when is something going to happen? When is this going to happen? And like, yes, I, I believe that I'm psychic and I, and I get a lot of ideas, but it's a lot easier if I can pull a card and it's actually, I shouldn't say easier. It's, it's a lot more solid of a it's sign palpable. if I pull a card and say August. Yeah, it is. It's palpable. And I, and I think that, you know, one of the things that when I'm teaching people tarot, I tell them when I'm giving them, like, I give them people examples of questions they can ask to start out with. And one of the things I always tell new readers is that if you're asking a when question, you're going to spend a lot of time discerning that answer because when yes. questions are so incredibly difficult, you have to like, it's, you can't, you can't read the card then with the direct meaning. You have to go into the details of the card. You kind of have to pick apart the imagery, which is what you're doing, which is, I mean, you have to look at it for a good 10 minutes. Think back to your English class and say, what does this symbolize? What does a lion symbolize? Yep. What does a wand symbolize? What does a cat symbolize? Like the ladies in yellow, what does that symbolize? Well, it's a bright masculine color that usually happens in summer. When is summer? Well, you know, it's between June and uh, June and August, and then a lion, Leo. Like it's a, you really have to, you have to really look at the imagery and, and go really deep into it. And then you can still be wrong because as you're predicting and as you're doing all this stuff, the person who you're reading for is doing something to change the thing. And then the person they're asking a question about is making their own moves and doing choices. And I'm a very free will type chick. So like, I, I'll tell you what I think is going to happen, but life happens when, when we're making plans. <laughs> it does. And it, it is such a free will universe type thing, but that's so important to what you do is people do come to you with like, I really want this to happen. When is this going to happen? Um, I, when I read tarot, I, I'm very often working with helping people work through like trauma type things yep. or going through like not that I don't do divination but mostly I find that people come to me to talk through 
life issues, which is such a beautiful thing and such a gift that I've been blessed to be a part of. Um, and when I pull the queen of wands, it is such a, um, it is such a card of like allowing your emotions to change a situation. Like don't push down a feeling very oftentimes I pull this card for people. Like how can I best get through, you know, this heartbreak and it's saying, allow your emotions to allow yourself to feel your emotions without them taking you down, allow mm. them to take you to a place that's healthy and empowering like if you're sad it's a it's okay to be sad like don't not be sad but like find a way to turn that sadness into something that takes you to the next place for me I went through a really awful breakup with a guy who was very emotionally and verbally abusive and if I had had tarot at this point I probably would have pulled this card for the book of poetry I wrote like a way to like turn that sadness into something that was creative and tangible and now I have this whole book of poetry on like you know this darker like not darker that's a bad word but this more it's shadow work it's okay to say dark darkness isn't bad you know and I I struggle with that too because you you, you get in this place where you always want to be positive you always want to be happy but that's not light so I didn't mean to interrupt go ahead no you're fine yeah and you know it's for me it's about like I've had you know we're all we're all people in the in the in this modern age we're especially in like white women wellness where it's like positivity always and like just be happy and that's such a yeah Steph is like doing like a dance I love it so much <laughs> and it's just not the case like when you're upset like I feel like the queen of wands is such and you know in the queen of cups we're lost in our emotions the emotions are like turning us into water we have completely dispersed into water and in the queen of wands it's like okay now bring it back together mm -hmm. and do and like figure out what you're doing with this emotion like how to get through it so the really interesting thing that you just said was I pulled um, the equivalent card from the five cent tarot. And so you, you were just talking about all the things that were on this card, this card here, it looks completely different, but you talk about almost being stung and having self doubt and then having courage to get out of it. Here's what the card looks like. So there's a wasp on there. So that's a sting. Okay. And then where did I see that? Uh, the fierce energy, courage, and then upside down, self-doubt so i think it's really you basically channeled this card um so she's called the queen of matches because um it's the, it's a whole different you know suit of i want to say arms but that's not what it's called i'm not good with whatever it is you know the, the sits in the tarot yeah um, i really love when artists take when when they do that when they take something i've always said that if i were going to do a uh, like make a deck i'm not artistic I cannot draw things. I'm so good at like stick figures. You guys should. Well, but you know, you can use, you can buy vector images and license them. And that's, I think that's what this person did. Um, and then you're, you're kind of an herbal chick. I'm an herbal witch, a green witch. I want you to, I want to show you this plant close up because I'm not sure. What, can you see it? Um, <clears throat> I can, I can see it. It looks like, like what, it, what it is. Yeah. Um, so the plant that she's showing me has, is like green, but it, some of the leaves are red. It almost it's looks like, like a bush. I mean, like it looks like a bush. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just wondering what herb that corresponds to, because I bet there's some meaning in there. Again, another way that you are looking at the card, trying to discern what it means. Um, yeah. That's why, you know, if I knew what herb that was, I'll take it. You know what I should do? We should take a picture and, and post it or, or however, however you do that on the podcast. Um, I'll probably have you send those two pictures to me along with, I want you to take a picture if you would for me of your teacup so that we can put that in absolutely. Instagram when we, when we release your episode, because 
I think that would be really fun. <laughs> oh yeah, I already took so I already took some glamour shots of the herbs beforehand, ah! and like I and I got some boomerangs of the stories. So don't you worry, Mama's got this all taken care of. Mama's got the photos. <laughs> I love that's it. right. I, I mean, I was in my I was in here, and Greg's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm setting up my photo shoot for the pre podcast." Okay podcast. I just and I like I opened up all my windows. I'm like, we need natural light. So like, do you want me to turn on the overhead light? No. We're gonna use natural light. Can I, can I ask you a question about the Queen yes. of Wands? What do you, why do you think or how do you think that the Queen of Wands moves for you daily? Like is, is this is this a person that you associate yourself with? Because it is one she is a person that I associate you with so so entirely because you just astound me like what you do magically. Um, You're so sweet. So I'm wondering how you see yourself in that. Like when you pull it for yourself, what is the essence of that meaning for you? So when I, so if I'm doing a reading, especially for me and she comes up, I'm like, this is the me card. And it means that I need to, it almost means um, like I need to put my big girl panties on and do what I need to do because I'm probably sitting around um, feeling sorry for myself. Like, cause she has a very pensive look on her face, like kind of looking off, like, mm, I don't know about all this. Um, <laughs> So, like, it kind of comes up for me when I'm maybe in, I don't want to say a sour mood, but in a mood that I'm not really enjoying what's going on, or it's not a reading that I, I really want to be doing. Like, it's usually a work situation or a situation where I need to not, not necessarily burn a bridge, but set clear boundaries. Okay. So, sometimes she can be a card that I'm a little afraid of only because it needs, I need to, like, be the line and get and get my strength and say no that's enough so my question is that so when i when i read um in the court cards i i think about them as a mastery where we are directly channeling a, ma a major arcana energy like we have gone through the lessons through the ace through the ten and then when we get to the court cards we are directly taking in and channeling out a major arcana character and for me the queen of wands holds so much um I would, I said magician earlier, which is true. Like, I, I feel like they really correlate with that, but I also very much think of the queen of wands as like a, a minor arcana version of temperance. This, yes, this like water and fire, miraculous, like ability to see like what all that water gives and all that fire gives like two opposites, almost like, you know, like light and shadow work. They have all of that together and they're able to make this magic from it because they know how to work with every, like every element in between. Um, that, so I think if I'm thinking about like, I, I like, I really like the Empress for her as well. Um, and I feel like because the Empress is almost an early version of the queen. Well, um, like, no, you know, that's good. Well, that's so perfect because you earlier said, I know, so I associate the Empress with the Queen of Pentacles, but earlier when you were talking about the Queen of Wands, you said, I know that this is more of a Queen of Pentacles trait, but for me, this is what the Queen of Wands means. And so for the fact that that same channeling for you as the Empress is just so fucking circular, I love it. I know. I love that. It's like, it's like the universe really is telling us things. We're not just like making it up. No, no, no. It's so, I'm just like, I'm so blown away. Tell me more. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's just like, oh my God. It's so like, it's so synchronic. That's another. Um, but, and that's, and that's the way it should be. Hold on. I got to get a little napkin. I'm going to get real close to you because I don't want my, uh, my tea to spill on it. But I, you know, I think she's uh, the queen of wands or, and you know what? I will tell you this. Mm -hmm. I pull her a lot when I do card, when I do readings or surrounding someone's breakup. Yeah. Um, and she comes up for the woman when it's time to like 
no. So almost like light that ish on fire and get out, get out, you're done. So she's, she's an empress. She's a creator. Um, but she's also at the end of the day, she's at the point she's in that, um, she's not yet at that crone. She's right in that, that mother stage. But I don't know. I always picture empress as more of a maiden. Like, cause she's a maiden who's just getting ready to, to, you know, pop, so to speak. So I don't know. I'm, with all that masculine energy, like, again, she's a lady who comes up when you need to balls up. It's, it's, I know, like, but, but you know, that's, I mean, that's really the way I look at it. When you really need to like grab life and say, this is what's, I'm not going to allow this to happen anymore. Mm -hmm. That's when she comes up for me. Well, it's so much, it is, it is, you know, and, and like, that's perfect because again, like tarot is read. I mean, individually by every single person who has a deck different, like, because we're all different humans and tarot is such a reflection of us as humans. It is a mirror into the self and humanity and none of us read it the same. And so That's the right. negotiations, what's, what is absolutely, I think, incredible to me as I'm listening to you talk is that, you know, the Empress and the Queen of Wands, all of these things align throughout the entire deck. Like, they stay so much the same because that's how you read it. And it's so fucking interesting to me. And so like, it's such a beautiful thing that tarot serves us in the ways we need served. Because even if I don't relate the queen of wands to Empress, I can absolutely see why you would. And yeah. why it's such a powerful thing to do. And you know, like, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, it's kind of like, I, I love the queen of wands. I don't often pull her as kind of like a significator for myself. I wish I did. Again, I'm a very queen of cups human. Um, just you like, are water. You are ruled by water. I, I, you know what? I actually am. Water rules my astrological chart. Um, like I have one Earth in my chart, and it's a generational planet. Uh, and then that's it. One fire sign, and that's my sun. Everything else is water, and then like two air. Uh, so I'm very comfortable in regards to like wateriness. And so when I see the Queen of Wands, for that reason, I go straight to Temperance because I'm like, oh, I know how to make magic with water. Right. I'm not in temperance. I know how and, to do that. But, and, but see, I really feel like, you know, I think temperance and empress relate to each other because that whole thing of like, you are like your whole womb is water while that's happening. So like when you're pouring and like when temperance is pouring into, I mean, talk about getting like being pregnant. You, anyway, long story. I don't want to, we can just draw those connections later. But for me, that all really flows together. That, that feminine element of water and temperance, um, being divinely guided. Um, and, you know, I kind of take things with the Catholic flair. And for a very long time, I didn't because I was very like, ew, I don't like what they're saying. But I really learned to separate, for me, the church with yeah. the Catholic. So when I, when I look at that, when I look at the angel coming down um, from temperance, it's, it's like that guidance from, from Paul Gabriel, which is your husband's name, um, which is kind of fun because he's definitely like guidance and someone who like takes very good, I'm giving, I'm doing like a hugging motion, takes really good care of you, even now set you up and then let you go do your thing. What is, is he earth? What is he? He is a stellium and Leo. He's all fire. Isn't that crazy? Ah, so, okay. So then it sizzles. Yay. Okay, good. That's great. Amazing. So um, <laughs> the fire and the water together, it's sizzling. It's like um, a wands type of sexual nature. Oh my God, myself. I say the dumb things on my own <laughs> well it's your podcast so i have to let you do that i don't want to be the one saying it you can say it's your podcast i'm gonna lead you there and then hope you say it steph's like i'm baiting you to say the most ridiculous shit you can and listen up steph i will i have Yay! no shame <laughs> <laughs> 
Zero shame. All right, tell me more. <laughs> I totally interrupted you to talk about Gabriel. Oh, no, but that was, that's really where it was leading. Like, I, I really think that um, it all is very synchronous for me, and it just really makes me very happy. Syn- synchron- synchronicity, what is, what would be the plural? Anyway. I said synchronic earlier, but I'm not sure that's a word. I, do I like that word. Synchronic. synchronic. I like it. You're an, in- you're, I'm sorry, I'm just like outing your whole ass job. You, you like English? Yes, I am an English teacher uh, of 12th grade and college. Oh my God, no, no, can you believe? I, you know, I went to school. I think you know this about me. I went to school. My degree is in English education. And yes. I'm the first bitch to sit there and be like, I'm going to make up a word. I want to ask you another question about the Queen of Wands. How do you take in the Queen of Wands and for like, let's say a client was coming to you and was like, hi, like I need a spell for this. And you pull the Queen of Wands. Do you do tarot? Like I, so, so I do tarot for spell work. I have, but really spell work for me is very intuitively led. Like I, I, I have that, that I just know, like, I just know the thing. So like, I will pull cards for people when we're doing a consultation and it'll really, it'll really echo, um, with what I'm kind of thinking, or it'll get me to think of something in a different way. So if I were to pull a queen of wands for some spell work, it would tell me that you need your boss bitch energy. Boss bitch energy. Um, it tells me, I mean, also like the way she's holding that staff is very phallic to me. So it's telling me that you probably, you need to channel a part of your masculine side, but, but still it's balanced for me. It's very balanced. Like she's very masculine, but at the same time we're, we're a queen. Do you think this is a very like animus type energy with this card? It's very finding that more stable or masculine side within, within you. Like, within that kind of like more cyclic nature? I, I think it can be. I think it can be. I think in relation to spell work, it really, you can also look at that as elements that you need to include in it. So you might, you oh, might include sunflowers. Like you might, oh wow, maybe I, I'm really, if you're really looking at the sunflowers, like I, I am that woman who has um, like the sunflower petals I dry and I save and they're my apothecary. So like for me, it might tell me an ingredient you want to use or it might channel the state of mind of the person who I'm working with. It's, it's, that is the fun thing about tarot. It is so intuitive and so based on your situation. Like if I pull it in isolation, um, like you did today, I would say, I, honestly, it's two women right now um, doing something that's boss bitch energy. And that's you. And I love that you pulled this card for this sesh because that's, that's, that's really what I feel for that. So <laughs> I, I, think, I think I'm answering the question and like she is the boss bitch energy. So if I pull her for spell work or for anything else, it means I need to help you get to that place. Yeah. I love that. I, I love that <laughs> I can ask you these questions in regards to like, because you are such, you are like a witchy, witchy, witch. Like you, like you, like your altars are beautiful. You, you understand things so intricately and intuitively. And tarot is such a part of that, that like, I like that I can ask you questions. Like, how does this relate to your spell work? And how would you interpret this? Because I think like, I mean, I do spells and I am a witch and I, you know, like you've seen my altar, like I work very closely, but you are, you've been doing it one so much longer and two, like you have this ancestral like pull to it. It's like, it's like in your blood that you're doing this. And it's fascinating to me to get to like read about and watch and listen to. Oh, that's, that's really sweet. And I, and I honestly think though that we all have a little bit of it in us. Um, it's just how you channel it. Um, especially if we go on this far in life and and you find yourself doing, like, just doing this kind of stuff. Like it's, you have a lot of it in you as well. And I think that a lot of listeners do. I think it's just. 
learning how to channel it is like you just like defined the goddamn card step you just said i just have to like you said um i think it's all in how we all have this it's all in how we channel it and water is such like water is basically a tube through which we can channel information water carries electricity it's a it's a conductor fire is that magic the queen of wands is absolutely this embodiment of how we channel that magic through steph Dude, we we just that just happened. That happened. That was wow. that, that was channeling right there. That was such a Oh my god, what did I just say? What happened? Like what did I just say? <laughs> I just I was hypnotized. It came out of my mouth. No, like it was such a like I I didn't mean to like interrupt you, but you like said something and I was like, oh my god, if I don't scream out what she said, she'll forget that she said it because it's so fucking poignant. Um, I do that. Yeah. That's when things start flowing, it just flows and then it's like I usually have clients record the conversation because I won't remember what I say sometimes. I, I, when I do past life regressions, I do the same thing. I have people come in with like a pencil and like paper and I'm just like, all right, uh, don't, yeah, take notes. Do not stop me. It's coming out when it's coming out, how it's coming out. And uh, I, I may or may not remember exactly what I said when it's done. (laughs) Yeah. And that's that for me, that's the frustrating part. But I'm like, just take good notes for Christ's sake, because I don't want to mess it up. You know, I want you to hear all the great stuff. Otherwise it's like, it's just it's just gone. You know, it, it really is just like a poof. It's like when you wake up from a dream and you don't write it down right away. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. That, that has happened. A lot. I, I, it, we could talk like for, I could talk to you for hours about like dream training and like astral projection. Cause I, like, that's something I do frequently. And it's so like when I, when I'm in that zone is when I feel my most queen of wands. When I'm, when I'm at like, when I'm doing a past life regression or I'm like putting myself into a state and like, smoking out my altar so that I am like aromatically that's not the word I meant aroma and I went straight to airplane um I'll take it it's okay like uh my dad calls them Jackieisms. it's when I mean something but I say a completely made up and or different word uh I love it it's it's a mess but like what you know like allowing myself to get all of my senses into a um state that I can channel and, and divinate from that is my queen of wands, which is so funny because that's still so much me going into like the queen, queen of cups territory. Yeah. And it's definitely about how, you know, we use that fire. And when I think about when I, sometimes when I'm teaching, I ask what natural events would these court cards be like? So like for, you know, like the knight of swords, air and air, that's like a tornado. Yeah. That's a speedy tornado. The queen of cups is a hurricane or a typhoon or an ocean, depending on what the water is doing. But what's really great is that when you get to the queen of cups, it's, or the king, um, the queen of cups or the king of, shoot, I've completely forgotten. So I'm thinking about like, cause there's the queen of wands, which is water and fire. So then there's one that's fire and water. Why am I fire and water? Right? Like, why have I lost my mind? The king of cups. I'm a mess. It's the king of cups and the queen of wands. When you, I, yeah, because kings is fire and water. It took me, I was like, king of cups, that has to be right. So, yeah, I got there eventually. But <laughs> those things don't make sense. They're such magic. They're, thing, they're elements in nature that only magic could make happen. Because yeah. you're dealing with steam. You're dealing with absolute transition and transformation of one element to another element in regards to those cards. And yep. so if you pull the King of Cups and you pull the Queen of Wands, you are literally dealing with magic. You're mm-hmm. dealing with big magic. Um, it just fucking fascinates me. What do you feel about that? I have to, I just like, I wanted to like get your opinion on that after I stuttered through. So like as like, like them as alchemy, like as how, as them working together. Um, like natural alchemy. 
So I, I think, so if I were to see those two in a spread or, or for me, those two together, it, it's, that even might be a really good relationship read. If you, if you have, and I, and I immediately think of you and husband right away, like those, those two together. Um, I think that's why you're relating it that way too, because you do have such a strong connection there. Um, but if I look at queen of wands and king of cups, I mean, again, there's that sexual element again, you know, you have the, but it's reversed, right? But it's the yeah. man, the man being more, having the more feminine role, the receiver and the woman being, you know, the more phallic role. Again, the little penises, oh, so many things. But I, it's, it's just really interesting how they work together. Let me pull another card to see what we get here. And I just got the King of Swords. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm just, I'm just thinking about how, and they're almost the same position too. Um, it's, it all just really works together in an interesting way. And I've, Gosh, I've never thought about it that way until we literally just said it about how, how they are synchronistic and how they work together yeah. with the Queen of Wands and the King of Cups. It's um, a weird thing, uh, right? Because they're two different suits. Again, it's dealing with the, contra the contrast of fire and water in two different ways, right? So you're looking, it's almost like you're looking at one straightforward and then you're looking at one in like the flipped version. Yes. And, and, and it depend it completely depends like which one's upright and which one is reversed. You don't like, you know, like, not literally, but figuratively in this case. And it's wild to me. Like, how do you make, because if you were thinking about that in regards to nature, how does nature mimic that? Because tarot mimics nature. Oh, uh, when a volcano lava hits the water. Yeah. Or like, but those are like big, you can't have those cards without big major events, right? Like, with, but without that tower energy, really, if we're talking, yeah. we're talking fire hitting water and a lava making seem, then we're talking about like destruct destruction, destructive energy. We're talking about big, like source-like interference in the and like in on Earth, and yes. those, so these cards they hold so much power. It's such like a a temperance type thing because the, for those natural events to happen, it's such <laughs> it's so miraculous, right? That's it's it doesn't just happen like that, you know. Like we're so used to rain and we're used to hurricanes or earthquakes, you know. Those things are big, but it's not like fire and water working together to create something big exactly like we're literally making a giving birth to islands yes giving birth Which to is there's our empress oh my god look what happened look at us we're we're completely like we have we have completely circled back to to this stuff i i i want to um we're like we're we're at like the 35 minute point and i want to get on to your tea reading do you have anything else to say about the queen of wands before we go oh, queen of wands so there is, it's actually funny because this is a friend of mine. Um, it's, it is a friend of mine. Whenever I, there's, a, there's an older friend of mine who I used to work for. And um, this card always reminds me of her. And she is, a, she is, and again, I'm back to this boss bitch energy. She is an executive at a big fancy place making big fancy money, which is great for her because she's single at this point. Um, she's doing it on her own, raising her own kids um, on her own. And to me, this is always her. So when, and she also has dark hair and resembles a lot of this fiery energy, um, is a, is a child of summer. So I also connect to tarot, especially this card with that particular friend. Um, so now I'm like, no, I need to call her because we pulled this card out of anywhere. So I think that's my last thought on, on this card, particularly in tarot is like, I really do end up associating friends with cards, especially if they're people I look up to or, or more of like a mentor to me so anyway that's well, I, think I appreciate that's you with the queen of wands so i very much oh, yeah, stop. I, when we, <laughs> I, I truly do like i 
I just have so much respect for you and what you do. And before we go to tea, I want to tell you something that I learned from you really quick. Is that okay? okay. Yes, please do. You, I think, so you've said like an astounding, many beautiful and poignant things, but I want to talk to you about one thing that will change the way I go about thinking about when questions, when you, when you told me that you hold the queen of wands and you pull out sunflowers and you pull out sun and lions and Leo, I felt like that's such a, like, I can't believe I didn't see that. Like, that is such a beautiful way to go about thinking about when questions in like in an area of tarot that like, I don't think a lot of us get to like really dive into because when is such a big question to ask a very, it's a, like, it's a big question and it's a scary question because what if you're right? But what if you're wrong? It's like, what is that? What if you're right? Holy crap. What if you're wrong? Oh man. But you have to give it a try. Well, your ego, because as readers, I think our ego is so tied to our accuracy, right? So I think a lot of times we're afraid to go into questions like when, because that's a really fucking solid like, yeah, it's either going to happen or it's not. Yeah. And then if it doesn't, then you're a crappy reader and you're like, but that's what the card told me. I feel like a jerk. So people shy away for sure. Do, but like, what a, like, what a boss bitch move that one you do too. I'm like, I will probably like for myself, keep that in mind. Like there are questions I have about when, like we all do, we all want to know when certain things are going to happen. And so like just that piece of information, like one was such a comfort Two was so interesting. And three is definitely a way that I will be looking at the queen of wands from now on. So I just want well, to, and, then, that. and to, to, to piggyback off of that, another thing you can do is look for symbols of astrological timing. So yes. um, one of these cards is, is like a Gemini, like there are actual Gemini symbols in them, or like if we're talking temperance, um, what's the, what's the, see, I, I don't know. I don't know astrology that well, but the, the, person is that Sagittarius who's pouring the thing out I don't um, know anyway no also like what's funny is that like that this is like the meat of the podcast is like we don't which, have every single answer exactly and that's and that's 100% right and like because you're not going to be an expert in all the things like do I like moon cycles sure do I know how mercury con contrines with um the other planets no but it's really fun when someone tells me about that and i'm like oh that's so cool but i don't know all the things so another thing you might find yourself doing is looking at the cards and being like huh you know there's 10 cups like well how can i work numerology into this or wow you know like this this reminds me of like, it's very interesting sometimes songs you can channel songs like it's all kinds of interesting things um I come up I, again for, I think my final message for that is symbolism. Symbolism is so powerful, both in literature, um, in movies and music and in tarot. And I think that sometimes we, we want to read the guidebook and be like, cool, now I know it. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. It's fine. You got to start somewhere, but don't be afraid to dive into some, you can get a book on symbolism. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's a book, I'll send you a link to it and it's about it's, it, it's emotives or, um, words for emotions and it just was a really interesting way to look at symbolism so i'll try and send that to you yeah definitely send me the link for that and i can put it in the liner notes of, for the episode when it comes out all right so steph has the cup and she's looking at it and she's going to do a tea reading for us um okay. very exciting so all right so first of all the first thing that comes up here and i'm going to try and show you is there's um a little bit of mint and there's specific oh this is fun so the mint is on the tree and whenever i think of mint on the tree that's money so i i really think and I don't know how you feel about this. I really think that this podcast could end up being uh, a source of legitimate income for you. Um, and I know I've been watching your stories. I know you've been having some issues where money is going to be helpful. But like it's, it is a mint on my tree and money and trees and mints. And for me, 
a mint is a very money card. Um, so there's a money, and then we have a little pug. But for me, we have a little pug. We have a star that's covered. We have a letter. Ooh, a cross. It's like almost everything that we talked about got touched is, is touching here. So um, we talked about the other side. There's the Kayla Lily that we have covered. The cross is covered for me. The cross is me talking about the Catholicism. Yeah. Um, and then we have this, de we have the coffin. Um, and for ah. me, coffin is changed death. That's like that death card that everyone's super afraid of. Um, I love the death card. I, I love it too because it means change. And yes. then um, I get the five pointed star. So when we look at, so we look at all those symbols and we look at all of them together. And I think, I think this is for you uh, more for you than me. I think you need to really put your energy and, and care and patience into this project because I really think it's going to end up being, because when I get a death card for me, that's life changing. I think it's going to end up being life changing in a very positive way. Um, I hope so. I, I, I hope it's that way for a lot of people and a lot of readers. I want it to be something that, you know, I want it to be of service for, to give power back to, to readers new and seasoned and people that don't even have decks yet, but might want to someday. I, and I would love to be able to do something like this full time and teach and host retreats, but you know. And I think you're going to end up getting there. I think, um, Oh, and then there's the wedding ring. And then I have a rose, a little bit of the rose petal right near that wedding ring. And I think that's just that whole solid connection. It's just very, it's very interesting because sometimes some of these things are covering um, different symbols, but I'm not, but they're, but it's just not resonating. It's not really like lighting up. I don't know any other way to say it. Um, but I really like a tea leaf reading and I think these are all really good omens. And of course we got that correspondence. Um, so then that's like, expect a message from somebody far away. But really, I think this is probably you and I talking. Um, yeah. Because if we were olden day ladies, we'd be having like a, a written letter correspondence. Um, and then, you know, what's going to happen. I'm going to take a picture of this and I'll think about it and something will pop up later, which happens in a lot I, of my readings. So like when I do readings for people and it's not in person, I do, I write everything out. Like I write down the polls, I write down the cards and I talk about it via voice message. Mm -hmm. And then I send it and then I write up in an email in case they're at a place where they can't listen to the voice message right away. I write up right. an email about what everything means. And I do notice that writing for me, because I'm a reading writing style learner, I feel like how, what type of learner you are directly communicates to how you channel. Yes. Um, I have like a little bit of like, a, I have an intuition um, PDF I wrote on that, like helping to, you know, it's free if you guys want it. It does. I mean, I wrote it like a year and a half. Link ago. it in the comments. Oh gosh. Um, but basically like it, when I'm reading and writing, I feel like I'm channeling so much better than just speaking because I'm not so much an auditory learner. So hearing myself is vastly different than writing something down. I have yes. a friend who is most definitely a kinesthetic learner. And when she is learning something, she does an interpretive dance. Oh my God. I love it. And then, you know, that's the way I always describe kinesthetic learning to my students. That's like, you know, if you have to dance it out, guys, I literally said that on Friday or on last day, last day I saw my kids on Thursday. They're like, can we really interpretively dance our thesis? I'm like, no, I will. I'll interpret <laughs> their thesis. I'll come in. I'll, I will fly to Delaware and I will interpretive dance their thesis in front of them. It's or going to take some serious passion. So yes, I'll take the challenge. <laughs> uh, I will do it. I, I love dance. Um, I, I used to dance in high school before, you know, college and graduating and, and life. I just, I love the idea of 
for me, like, I do think like you'll end up writing it and it's, you're going to have like, oh my God, this is why this was there. And, and that is the truth. So even like, even like when we talk about from earlier, when I'm saying all these things, like I forgot it, it's right out of my head, but when I'm writing it down, it's on paper. It's like evidence. Um, but yeah, I am, I am also a reader and a writer. Uh, so that's why when I do readings, I say, you need to take notes because if this is going to go, if you can screen record your phone, that's fine. If you want to, if you want to watch it again, that's fine. Um, but yeah, this is, oh, it's just so nice that you're doing this. And I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of people who are really going to benefit. I told everybody it reached number like top 200 in the, in the charts for Apple podcasts, Dude, two episodes. You're, you're on the charts. And, you know, ironically, not ironically, but I, I have a lot of people who I think Instagram is really good for people in the Southern Hemisphere because we can we can connect with them now in ways we never could. And I think that's evidence of that. And then Tea with Karen is from Australia. That's from so Australia. it's that whole cool Southern Hemisphere thing. Anyway. Well, well, listen, I am absolutely going to be looking up Tea with Karen after this. Um, Steph, can you please plug yourself? Yes. Like Oh, my Instagram. So let me, let me do the, the shameless plug. So I am Steph Baker and I am reading at, I'm, I am at readings and rituals or just plain old readings and rituals. And I am, I like to say I do a, Italian folk magic, um, with grace mostly, um, because sometimes you just need to slap a bitch. Um, because you know, I'm all about love and life, but I will F you up. I will, I will F you up if you F with my friends. When uh, a woman is have being hurt either physically or mentally or emotionally or with by a man and i know that i know i don't look I, it sounds how it sounds but i'm very into protecting other women you know we, we get this whole love and light thing so plug for me is just mostly with grace but sometimes i just can't <laughs> I just can't listen i absolutely adore you and you know i'm gonna after we stop recording i'm gonna have you take me on a little tour of your altar area uh, yes i just like <laughs> i just love everything about you and right back passion, at you boo <laughs> your passion for helping women is i mean it's just it is heaven sent i had like a couple months ago had that hard thing happen and i, I posted about it because i just vomit all of my issues on social media like many of us do when you're a watery human and stuff like listen you have prisoner, like right up in my DMs. Do you have this, this, or this? And like, you just have the biggest heart for other people. And I, it's why you are absolutely one of my, like, I just can't thank social media enough because it is such magic. I know. I get to like know you and talk to you and like see your business and all of these things. Um, You're in my bedroom right now. I'm in your bedroom. You're in my husband's studio. I know. Like how intimate, like that's where like magic happens in there. And well, magic happens in here too. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> uh, music happens in here. Magic happens just behind this wall. For me. There you go. <laughs> Y'all, what about Steph Baker? I just have so much love and appreciation for her as a human and was so honored to be able to interview her on this week's podcast. As you all know, this is the part of the podcast where I come out and begin to loudly breathe for 15 minutes into the mic. I'm kidding. It's the collective reading. Uh, this week, we've got the reverse eight of swords. Um, eights are really fun numbers in the tarot because they are all about the um, their little infinity symbol standing up on their ends. They're all about personal and complete transformation, the ability to make a decision and go forward. And, and 
you know, in the seven, we have self-realization. In the eight, we make this complete decision. But in the eight of swords, we're kind of in this place where we are making a decision to do something possibly not having all the answers and having to be okay with making that decision and making it making an all-in full-hearted decision still kind of being unaware of certain facets of the decision you're making um it's kind of a risk-taking card it's saying hey like just because you have this anxiety about the things that you don't know doesn't mean it's not time to go forward and make that change make that decision put yourself full into something. And that can be a scary thing. But I think that one of the major lessons of the suit of swords is embracing the thing that is scary and knowing that scary isn't bad. It's just part of being human. Um, Because the unknown is as equally amazing as it is terrifying. And so in the eight of swords in this reverse this week, we are being very encouraged to not be afraid of making decisions just because we don't have all the answers. uh, Because there's no way we tangibly could have all the answers. I hope that's helpful. And I know that sometimes somebody's saying, hey, just like do the thing, even though you don't know all of the things for somebody that has major control issues like me, that's uh, hard. But it's also a, a vastly important part of being human. With all of that being said, if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate comment, subscribe. Um, I know that takes time out of your day and I and I apologize, but it also does help get this podcast to more ears that may need it. Um, also, if this is a podcast you like and if you are interested in being on it, please DM me or email me and reach out. My email is awakenedtarotnashville at gmail.com. Uh, the whole point of this podcast is that we interview people who have had tarot for years or don't even have a deck. It's just one of those things that makes this really exciting is that we can all do tarot, period. That is the truth. I just want to say thank you to my husband, Gabriel, once again, for taking the time to edit and produce this podcast with me and for, again, writing the amazing theme song. I hope you guys enjoyed. I think it was last. It was the week before uh, with Robin, the Two of Cups episode where he did that whole beatboxing thing. And I'm just still amazed by him. Okay, I hope you all have a great week and we will see you next Monday. 